Hello everybody, welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Anonymous Radio Network. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for tuning in. Got a great topic and show for you guys. I know it's been a while um, that I actually have done a full one-hour show um, by myself. But uh, thank you guys just for listening. Um, hopefully you guys checked out uh, a couple um, of weeks ago, the uh, feature that I did uh, where I was talking about the games of E3 and how they rate it. You know, so do check out that. Uh, that was a, a experiment to see how um, that would go about, and I had actually fun doing it. So if you miss it, it's all up there. If you guys are subscribed to SoundCloud, you guys it should be in your feed. You guys should be able to check it out and listen to it. But the topic of this episode is: Is Microsoft making a smart comeback? Like, is Microsoft ready to take the number one spot away from Sony? Or if you don't even want to think about the console wars, did you think that Microsoft is ready to become number one again? Um, you know, if you look at the Xbox 360, a lot of exclusives and a lot of games that were advertised for it always had the uh, 360 logo on it first. They, like, all show, always show Microsoft. And then there'll probably be, like, Sony and then Nintendo if it ever, you know, came to a Nintendo platform. Um, but uh, they had some ups and some downs. I, we got to admit that. So with what's coming for E3 in a couple of weeks, are they making a smart combat? Well, we have to kind of go back to see how did they fall? Like, how did they fail? And I want to read you guys something about uh, what they said about uh, use games. Because that was kind of one of the major things um, that actually happened. So, this... Uh, this part that I'm reading for is from June 7, 2013. This is from GameSpot. Uh, Microsoft has said that the availability of pre-owned games on the Xbox One will be decided by individual publishers, but that el uh, eligible Xbox One games will be able to be traded and resold without paying a fee. Provided individual publishers, such as EA and Activision, allow it. Titles purchased physically will be able to be traded in at participating retailers for either cash or in-store credit. In our role as a game publisher, reads a statement from Microsoft, Microsoft Studios will enable you to give your games to friends or trade in your, your Xbox One games at participating retailers. Third-party publishers may opt in or out of supporting games resale and may sell the business terms or transfer fees with retailers. Microsoft does not charge a platform fee to retailers, publishers, or consumers for enabling transfer of these games, as the platform holder. Provided the individual publisher approves, disc-based Xbox One games are also able to be traded between friends, but only once per game. There are no fees for trading titles between friends, Microsoft says, but users are required to have been friends to Xbox Live for at least 30 days before making a trade. Microsoft says that there will be no option to loan or rent software at the launch of the Xbox One, but that is exploring the possibilities with our partners. All Xbox One games will be available digitally and in stores on the day of the release, Microsoft adds. And this was kind of a very, very big deal. Um, people got very upset because, A, Microsoft did it, like, really, uh, you know, kind of make that uh, clear to a lot of people who were planning on buying the Xbox One. And, you know, a lot of people who play games love going to GameStop or any other people's house playing, uh, you know, borrowing games or even a garage sales or something, whatever. And they 
wants to buy a game that's kind of cheap that you know they was looking forward to but probably didn't have the budget to get it at that time of release so like the used game sale market is still big you know for a lot of people and Sony, sony showed them up when it was just like this is how we use trade you know you could use uh, buy use games or trade games and they just showed two people one had a game they gave it to the other person and then they said that was it and that right there destroyed xbox one like microsoft got crushed from that um and it's still you know they it took a while you know they they decided not to go with that route they they decided to be like if you want to borrow a game or you want to um buy use game uh you don't have to pay no fee or nothing you could just pop it in your system install it and go about your business playing the game so they kind of you know they reversed that policy about that um another one was signing to your xbox one to play your game now uh this still kind of rings true that uh for some uh some of the things that some games kind of like the division and stuff you kind of got to register in uh definitely you gotta have your xbox online because like uh for the division you really can't play your game if it's offline like there's no way you have to have online and i think believe you probably have to have gold to um to even play your to play the division so some of that is a little bit but right now uh with signing to your xbox one um there are some functions that you cannot do if you do not sign in. So that one is kind of still there. A lot of people was going who have live or go um they they need to, you know, usually when they cut on the system it's already have you signed in. So not much of that is a big worry. Um Xbox won't require internet access to check in with the service. Now that you know, that was a problem but they decided not to go with that route um you know if they have an update or something for a game or update for the system itself um they automatically would do it uh kind of like almost like playstation 4 um when there's games that need to be the update needs to be installed if it sees that you got that information they'll go up and install it mostly for xbox one if you pop in the game um and the update is needed that's what happens it'll up it'll go ahead and update it but for like microsoft uh for like their uh dashboard and stuff as you can see right now they just automatically update it um so but you don't have to it's not required to go in and check it um yeah and they were just they could just got you know showed up by sony when that use uh use uh, uh use game kind of video came up and played like that was the like defining factor for people buying a playstation 4 over xbox one now don't get me wrong xbox one sold 3 million at the end of the year after its release and um after that it kind of went like downhill some people were kind of you know returning it back and getting a playstation 4 or some people still getting we used at that time uh but it like there was just so much damage because of that marketing and all that confusion uh, that was being said for that. Now they did uh, reverse their policies, um, and Phil Spencer, who is the head of um, uh, of Microsoft, you know, of the game company, uh, he acknowledged that they could have done a better job handling its messaging surrounding the Xbox One uh, in June 2013. Fans would no doubt recall the original Xbox One announcement in May was smothered by confusion about the platform's online requirements and even more drama came to light when Microsoft revealed this controversial used game policy at E3 in June. 
Uh, he states, I look at last summer, and that wasn't a high point for me. Coming out of the announcement of Xbox One and E3, where I thought our messaging around what we believe in was confused, mainly by us. Um, Microsoft has since reversed some of its controversial Xbox One policies, dropping the requirement that the console be connected once per day and fully allowing used games. Now, Spencer and other Xbox executives are increasingly active on Twitter and other social networks. This was an intentional effort to better connect with friends. Uh, con- connect with fans. One of the reasons I wanted to be a little more active socially was because I knew the core of why we were in this industry was not evil reasons, Spencer said. It was to really delight custom- consumers and build a great product that millions and millions of people would love. One of the lessons Spencer said he learned from the entire matter was that it's important to be upfront with consumers, especially when he's bringing news that some might not like. I learned a ton last summer as a leader of our groups and in our company about being true to your core vision about what a product is, not being confusing. And frankly, when you're going to say something to a consumer that might put them off, it's better just to it's better to just be direct and honest rather than trying to sugarcoat something that might be controversial, he said. I'd rather deal with the controversy of what we're doing and have an above uh, table c- conversation about this topic rather than trying to sugarcoat it with some other news he added and my interactions over the last six months and I really think that the interactions of Xbox Chief Marketing Strategy Officer Yusuf Midoff and Xbox Corporate Vice President Mark Ridden and other members of the leadership team we had our meeting to build on what we learned last summer so you know, uh, and that was also from GameSpot that was in uh, 2014 uh, March 13th so you know he kind of learned this lesson and he's very he's been very transparent now there are some things still that he can't say about uh Xbox One like because we have Scorpio coming so of course with that you know he kind of has to keep that under wraps and that's understandable for a person like him of his status you know as a president um so those are kind of the big things and definitely with you know microsoft getting some exclusives uh that's not first party like rise of the tomb raider like that was a major exclusive um that was kind of big for microsoft but that might have not have been enough for them to make a comeback but you know when we come back we're actually going to talk about their sales and you know with the introduction of the slim because that really was a big thing for them <laughs> that kind of got them on the fresh track of getting back um and also uh backwards compatibility but we're going to talk about that a little bit better a little bit later (laughs) when i come back all right everybody and with that i will be right back
so um a couple of years ago we're actually about 2015 a little bit later uh, after they announced the xbox slim um uh, there was some sales increase in the system they actually had a lot a lot of good sales for it uh kind of like the first four months and it, it right now it kind of have slowed down but uh, you know they picked up their sales um now there is not I'm not saying that they're like Nintendo sales like last year where the Wii U just like sold out everywhere and the 3DS sold out everywhere. And so it was a good, for definitely, in my opinion, it was a good uh, time for Nintendo uh, last year with the holiday. But uh, slowly the Xbox One, you know, the sales were going up in numbers uh, because they had a lot of deals and stuff. And if you look at it, they still got some deals going on for Xbox One Slim. And uh, if you still can find a regular Xbox One, uh, the original OG one, I should say, <laughs> uh, you can still get it at a very good price. Um, so with that, you know, they always been throwing a sale on where if you buy the system, you'll probably get $30 off a controller or you'll get a game free or you'll get it like for 20 bucks. Um, or if you get one of their bundles, uh, systems, if you can still find one, like for me, uh, I got the one terabyte where it came with the Gears of War, uh, ultimate uh, edition where I got, uh, one, two and three, um, and uh and juggernaut i got ori in the blind forest and i got rare replay um so i got like kind of like about 65 some games all in one because of rare replay being big and i also bought of course rise of tomb raider and the Witcher three you know and i got a, a really good deal of it uh instead of it being almost like 450 some dollars i i paid like 350 and i got my games you know for the holiday for cheap so i got a good deal on it and with people who are uh, looking into xbox one a slim is a pretty good idea you know they're still got some great deals on them and you can find like a minecraft xbox one you can find a halo wars 2 one you can find uh i think a battlefield one uh you know the division fifa madden you can find uh just a whole ton of them uh i think there was a forza one that i've seen also um you can just find different ones um and and gives a war for like that's still a big one uh and like their controllers and stuff like i said they're always been connected to part of the sale like if you buy the system you get the controller for cheap or some kind of accessory or you get a game so throughout ever since xbox one sales for the system has been consistently and you could probably see it in a lot of toys r us or maybe other retail stores and like just look at the sale that's going on for that system you'd be like wow they're offering a good value compared to where sony is still not having any kind of big major sales on the system so you're paying the regular price for them um whether you get the pro slim or the, if you can still find it a regular ps4 uh the announcement, you know, of the Xbox Slim, when they showed it off, that was a really good thing for them. You know, they redesigned the system. They made it a lot of functions easier. Now it supports 4K, uh, 4K Blu-ray and 4K, you know, gives you 4K gaming and stuff if you have a 4K TV. That was kind of really big for them. So, you know, they took that uh, step that Sony wasn't just ready to take yet. Uh, and you could look at Sony's press conference where they announced the Pro. And, you know, a lot of people, it, you know, it upscales the 
4K, but with Xbox One Slim, it gave you true 4K. And Scorpio's going to give you true 4K, 60 frames per second for their games. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, the Xbox One S were big sellers for a couple of months. It, like, like I said, like from August to about November, a little bit December, they were big sellers for Microsoft. Um, people were still getting the PlayStation 4, but not too big. Uh, I know some, for some reports, it was just like it was still the number one console. But, you know, for me personally who work in a retail space, just in my area, um, and even a little bit in Wisconsin, because I even asked them, um, I talked to them, uh, a lot of employees um, just around different stores and just be like, have you guys been able to stock we use? Have you guys been able to stock 3DSs? And they were just like, we, every stuff. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Every time we get something that's Nintendo related, it's sold out. Uh, and when I go to their Xbox One casing, you know, they was kind of still filled with slims. Definitely when I went to the PS4 cases, they were still filled. You know, they didn't really have a lot of people like buying them out. So, I mean, even though that's good for Nintendo, uh, with the Xbox One S, a lot of people for the holidays were slowly picking it up. So that was a good thing. You know, they had a lot of sales going for it, a lot of games, like buy one, get one 40%. They had certain games, like Gears of War 4 was like 40 bucks. Uh, Record was like 20 bucks. Like some of their first party games for Xbox One, that would, you know, for people who were buying a Slim, definitely if you was getting like Forza or you was looking for FIFA, um, if, you, if you needed an Xbox Live card, you know the the uh year round one they had good deals on that to be able to go with the system so what you would pay for uh sony platform or like a ps4 pro and for a game uh you got more value out of the xbox one s so you know you would be able to get another controller you'd be able to get a at least you know, you had a game come with it, so that wasn't a problem. But if you wanted another game, like Gears of War 4, you wanted Forza or FIFA or NBA 2K17, um, you would get a good deal on it. You know, they had them cheap. And yes, those games was, some of those games, third-party games, uh, I should say, were on PlayStation 4. Um, but the value of people playing it and getting the game was always going to be on Xbox One. I had more people buying Xbox One S, like the system, and those games on that system than I had on PlayStation 4. Not to say that PlayStation 4 wasn't a top seller for the holiday, um, you know, rather Nintendo. But, like, for Xbox One S, just those deals and just that Slim, a lot of people have been enjoying it. Um, just recently, um, I don't have a Slim yet. I still got the regular Xbox One. Um, I've been, you know, playing... I just kind of jumped right back into my Xbox One and uh, really been playing a lot of games. Now, if my system decides to, you know, freeze or it feels like it's dying out and then I get in, you know, it's getting old and dated, then I'll probably pick up an Xbox One S. Um, because right now, I definitely don't, whenever Scorpio gets announced or whatever price it is, I'm going to be like, I probably don't need one yet because I don't have a 4K TV. Um, but like I said, we'll talk about that later. Um, you know, the bundles for each system and stuff, but, uh, for me, like, I, I, I have an external hard drive and, you know, gladly, luckily Sony did the same thing. Um, 
But I move all my stuff, all my games, all my system to my external hard drive. And when I get my Slim, I'll be able to, you know, hook it up uh, but have that saved data. Now, the problem definitely with it is that hopefully uh, when I hook it up, you know, with all my installations and stuff and all that timing, hopefully my Xbox One S will read that uh, external hard drive. And then I could just start playing my games like nothing happened. What I'll probably do is donate my Xbox One to my niece and stuff so she'll have something to play and everything. Just, like, take off all my memory and stuff. Well, not in memory. Information off and, you know, give them that. Um, I'll still keep my white controller <laughs> and, you know, add it to my new uh, new system. But, you know, it's, it was good to see how big Xbox One S was. That was a very smart move. And you really don't see, personally, you really don't see consoles gaining uh, a, a, re, a remake. Uh, of course, you had the PS2 Slim, um, but you also had the PS1 like remake. But for Xbox, uh, you know, with the 360, the chip uh, processing or the chip that they use, you know, were having problems. And so they did like four remakes for that system um, for new designs. Not so much for Nintendo. They would do it normally for their handhelds, but not for their consoles. So. I mean, I think the only one that they did it for and that I could recall is the Super Nintendo. That was the only remake and the, and the NES. That was a there was a remake of that one too, but that was like almost at the end of the NES lifespan. Uh and definitely with the Super Nintendo, that was like almost the, at the end of that lifespan, getting close to the N64. Now, N64 GameCube, um the we did get a remake also, but um that one was just only to play games and stuff. So, but everybody already had a Wii in their household whether you sold it or you kept it you had the system so you know not too much with that and you know the Wii had a very great design you really look at it it's, to me personally it's still a beautiful design on how that system was uh, handled and stuff um, but you know PS4 I mean PS3 got like three two redesigns um ps4 got two redesigns well one just them and then one that's like a kit kat bar with the pro um scorpio like i said xbox one um we don't know how scorpio looks but xbox one you know uh s you know it's a sleeker redesign hosts like that system is kind of like what xbox one should have been when it first came out um but you know like i said the sales of the system were good um it got microsoft noticed uh so you know there are gamers who are still getting games for the system um it's kind of sad though that um they're not matched to match with playstation 4 but maybe that is a good thing maybe that helped you know microsoft be like you know what nintendo went through this phase two so if nintendo has came out and survived and still making great games it's still being one of the top you know developers and publishers and people are still talking about them and still buying their buying their products and stuff um and this is not even with the nintendo switch just talking about just we we do 3ds you know with their ups and downs that they had people were still supporting nintendo and buying their great systems and great games so if that could happen to nintendo Microsoft were just like, you know, we could still do the same thing. We just got to refocus, get our strategy together, accept our failures, and let's go on with this. And that's why they are now placing a big bet on Scorpio, which this is the next part that we'll be talking about. Uh, Like, they're placing a very big bet on Scorpio. So we should see how that turned out when we'll um, actually we'll talk about it when I come back.
Sleeves. The Big Bang on Scorpio. Well, as Phil Spencer said, that this is going to be an elite system. Um, it's using, you know, the six teraflops. They they're going to have, you know, true 4K gaming and 4K Blu-rays. Um, their processing power is going to be fast. Um, they're saying it's the best way to play games. Um, now, before we go on with this conversation, a lot of big. Uh, Thoughts and, you know, conspiracies or theories about Destiny 2 um, being 30 frames per second on Xbox One Scorpio and uh, 30 frames on the PS4 uh, Pro. And because that Activision got an exclusive deal with Sony um, for a lot of their content and stuff before Xbox One, um, a lot of people feel like now it's you know, frame rate going to be part of that exclusive deal because what it says is that PS4 Pro cannot run Destiny Destiny 2 at 60 frames per second. So if they were able to do that on Scorpio, that would be a problem because that would make the Scorpio version better than the PS4 version. Now, a lot of people, you know, they they feel like you know, with frame rates being locked at, um, you know, being locked and stuff, can that be in a contract? Well, actually, no, it cannot be in a contract. In my opinion, it can't be in a contract. I think developers kind of got to think of we're developing uh, two for two different platforms. And so we want to be able to uh, make sure that they run on each system correctly. Yes, uh, Scorpio is more, uh, more powerful than Pro. There's just no doubt about it. Um, if they were to run it at 60 frames per second, um, that would only be the frame rate. Microsoft still wouldn't get that content over X, uh, PS4 Pro. So the better version, it still would be the Pro version because the content, the extra content and exclusivity that's in the game doesn't, you know, makes up for that frame rate, you know, for it to run a little bit smoother. Now, if the contract got, you know, they probably had this contract with Sony when they did the first Destiny. So that might, it might be a, a longer contract that we just don't know about, you know. So maybe that might be the reason a lot of people are not really talking about or saying for that. If developers want to put make the game 60 frames per second on Scorpio, because uh, at this time they can't really say anything since Scorpio hasn't been announced yet or sh- really shown off, you know, they can't really make they really can't say any opinion or give any 
confirmation. This and this is for developers. They can't do anything like that. But you better believe that when Microsoft put out their games, hopefully it be at sixty frames per second because it's their own product. So they have the know how and that they have the technology to make that game run that fast. Now. Because you can run games on Scorpio, also you can run it on Steam and Xbox One, the regular version. Does that change the frame rate on each system? Well, it shouldn't have to. Um, there should be games that run at 60 frames per second on 1 and on S that could run on Scorpio. Now, not saying that, you know, they would change the frame rate on different systems because that would be a hard job to do. How do you switch a game? from 30 to 60 on two different platforms even though they're using somewhat of the same technology in a sense because um, the OS is still going to be the same uh, but you know how would they be able to do that Are is there a possibility for systems to read a game like that to be like okay it's, it's 30 on Xbox One and uh, Slim but it's 60 on uh on Scorpio like how would they be able to show that now a lot of people have got to remember that you you have to have a 4k TV no doubt about it you have to have a 4k T to see that difference probably in so much as in like 1080p and stuff like that you know to see the 1080p or 4k or whatever you know to really see that high uh high definition you know you just got to have that to see it um, frame rate rise, seeing it, you will see how smooth it runs, if it chugs, or anything like that. Um, probably when people who have a pro, uh, could look at, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn and see how beautiful that game looks in 4K. But running that game at 60 frames per second, you wouldn't be able to tell. Um, running something like Destiny 2 on Scorpio, there shouldn't be no chugs. There shouldn't be no problems. There should be it should be easier to develop not say develop on that system. It should be able to look and run smoothly on that system with Destiny 2. Um they can't handicap that game because if that does handicap that game, that gives uh uh, advantage to Sony and that's a little bit unfair now I don't know if a company could be sued for that or anything uh, or anything but you know some gamers might try to sue that company might try to sue Bungie to be like hey this is unfair um, you know why did you guys handicap the Xbox One version of Destiny 2 and make it more playable on uh on PS4 Pro or for PlayStation 4 owners, I should say. A lot, a lot of people feel like you. If they did do it on purpose, they did it for sales. They didn't do it for contract. They did it for sales. So you know, because they're they're betting that this game sells more on PlayStation 4 than Activision. Now it's competition. It's business. I am picking up Destiny 2 because I want to play it on Xbox One since I got the first one, and I want to give it a fair chance. Everybody know that I. I have my thoughts, and uh, I, I kind of jumped in back to Destiny with my good boss, uh, Corey. Um, you know, we've been playing a little bit. Kyle, if you listen to this podcast, I'll jump on with you when I get a chance. Um, but 
you know, Destiny 1, personally for me, wasn't satisfactory. Hopefully Destiny 2, they fixed a lot of problems. And it run, I just want the game to run better and play better. Now, a lot of people got to realize that even though you're, if you do decide to get a Scorpio Elite system, it doesn't change the experience. Like, it doesn't change the narrative. It doesn't change the gameplay uh, mechanics, I should say. Um my thing would be, you know, let me let me put Watch Dogs 2 on Scorpio. Let my internet connection or my Xbox Live somehow drop. Will it still play at a regular pace? Still at 60 frames or 30 frames or whatever that, that game was supposed to play. Will it still play? Because when I play Watch Dogs 2 on my Xbox One, when the service dropped, it slowed. It chug. It ran through like mud. Like it really became the Matrix bullet time. Like slow down. Like if you do a lot of that slow down time in Max Payne, try playing that for the whole game. Or you know, even the, I couldn't even get into cutscenes because it, it slowed down so much. And every time that that happened, uh, it was because. Uh, Ubisoft service would drop or my Xbox Live service would drop even though I was still online so I want to see if that stuff is you know doesn't happen on Xbox One Scorpio it, we will see we definitely will see um, there's no game exclusive uh, but first party for right now so there's like no third party like Grand Theft Auto 6 is not exclusively coming to Xbox One Scorpio like there's just there's no announcement for that um, and can the price alone sell it so a lot of people are thinking about $500 that the system will be um, I'm going to kind of say 449 I'm going to go $50 cheaper uh, for that because if Microsoft was smart they probably would take a loss on it, but if they if if they put a game in there, um, you know they'll have still have their control. I, I would say if people who don't own the Xbox One put three months of Xbox Live in it, you know, to to get them and you know bring it out at four hundred forty nine. Now they they may lose money on it. They may not lose money, but. If there are enough sales for it, a lot of people would be like, okay, I'll trade in my Xbox One or I'll trade in my Xbox One S or I'll probably even trade in my PlayStation 4 or whatever. Um, they'll probably trade it in so they could get that uh, Scorpio because there are, there are going to be people who are going to be trading systems in. So maybe it might be a Wii U, maybe it might be a 3DS, maybe it might be some games. Who knows? You know, some PlayStation or even some Xbox stuff. Like, people are going to trade stuff in to get that price down low. I feel like $449 would be a good deal for that system because, you know, you got a game in it, you got three months of Xbox Live, um, you got one terabyte uh, of memory uh, for the hard drive and you know still out the gate you can still use the external hard drive like give something to make people think about hmm would I pay $400 just for the pro without a game or would I spend the money getting a better deal on Scorpio you know if I want the best of the best and you know Scorpio is the best of the best and between those two consoles i'll get that now i'm not including nintendo switch because you know that's still in a high case on its own like that's not even a factor right now like people are still going to be buying switches and stuff so 
I feel like with this, with like with Microsoft, if they press it at four forty nine, um, if they include a game, if they include, because uh, my thing would be like include Crackdown three, or include Forza more, uh, Forza Horizon three. Like, um, you could do Gears if you want to, but I prefer uh, Forza Horizon since that's a bigger seller than Gears would be. Include that. And so it could show off the colors of show off that 4K and actually show off the process of that game. You know, see how it looks like and, you know, when it's fast moving and stuff like I would do something like that. Like Destiny 2 wouldn't even matter at the by the time uh, that game comes. I mean, the system comes out with Scorpio because I feel like it's going to come out in November. That would be the best time to do it. First week of November, yes, you got Call of Duty uh, coming out, uh, World War Two, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see, you know, Brent, bam, bring out Forza Horizon like remix with all the DLC, the Hot Wheels stuff, uh, DLC, all the cars updated, and like really show that off or if you're going to bring out crackdown 3 exclusively um bring that out uh attached to the system you know you could do digital code for it and just be like bam not only do you guys can play this on scorpio you can also play the game on windows 10 crossplay bam so that's that's more value for that system for people to get to be like oh i could play this game on two platforms you know while i'm on the go or rather i'm like at home a lot of people enjoy that that's what i believe that you know so 449.99 is my price point for it um we definitely will see at e3 what they're going to say because um i know for e3 a, a lot of it's going to be um going to be uh like for the system itself it's definitely going to be shown off at uh e3 you know a lot of the games and and demos that they're going to be showing it's going to be at e3 so you know that's going to be a big thing to see and i i definitely cannot wait to see what they're going to show like hopefully they they might i think they're going to stick with the white color because the white color of the slim is such a good look for it um but we shall see. We literally shall see. So when I come back, I'm going to be talking about how E3 will be at the beginning. Maybe, maybe not when I come back.
So, will E3 be the beginning? Um, well, in a way, yes. Uh, but we already talked about Xbox One Slim and the reverse policies. So that's been good for Microsoft. They've been uh, slowly, and uh, you know, you know, with them being transparent, coming out, admitting their faults, and talking more about where they're going to be going next. Um, even with Scalebound, you know, with that down, with that uh, little situation, like they've slowly been coming back. So they they're trying their best to get to that number one spot. But we shall see. Now, this year's E3 will probably be a, a big major historic moment for them. Um, with the Scorpio, we'll actually get the system name, uh, and we'll also get the price. We'll actually see how the system looks. Um, like I said in the last segment, uh, I and I got to say this about the name. I really hope they do keep it Scorpio. I really like that name. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it before. I probably I, I probably did, but Xbox One Scorpio or Xbox Scorpio, I really like. I I just there's something about that code name like Revelate uh, Revolution or um, Ultra 64, like those kind of things that were really cool. Uh, the, the Nintendo NX, uh, <laughs> you know, before it became Switch, like those like simple stuff like that, they just sound cool when you talk about them. And you know, you get used to those code names that when the actual system get revealed, you'd be like, Oh, we have to say it by that, you know, we have to say it now like that, you know, with we, like we all, people make jokes about it. And even with we, you, you know, they, and some people still make jokes about it, but you know, it became so common. It came just so easy to say and stuff like, okay, we get it now. So Xbox Scorpio, I really hope they keep that name. Um, I, I feel like it's very cool. Um, would be cool if it came, a Scorpio came out like in a green color or uh, I did say white in the last segment, but I could see like a yellow or yellow or green or white or green uh, kind of system. That would kind of be cool, you know, do two color halves for the system. Um, that's just me. Um, how the system will be designed, I think it's going to resemble a little bit more of the slim, um, like the and size wise and probably smaller. If, if they can get it, I, the same size as the slim hopefully that doesn't become confusing so like kind of like the top part we have to look different uh but we shall see we literally shall see and like i said the price will actually find out i'm hoping like i said in that segment the price is 449.99 uh, but we shall see. Like I said, we shall see. It's it is going to be a major thing for um Microsoft, uh, because their their E3 showing is on Sunday. So I will be watching it, and I will be doing an optional opinion for that. So you guys do check that out. Also, just to give you guys a heads up, um, the uh E EA one is on Saturday night. I am going to be late uh, giving you guys that episode, but it will be available. I'm going to watch it, get notes, um, talk about it, and then give my uh, grade for it. Um, I normally do that for almost every press conference for E3. Um, there's a lot of plans that I'm going to be doing for E3 with other people. So, you know, listen to Nintendo Power Block. This, uh, check out World 1 1 Podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of work for E3. Um, watching, recording, giving our thoughts, uh, our reactions, and everything. So, do check that out when it comes up. Uh, like, it's in a couple of weeks, like about two more weeks. So, we're going to, we're going to be getting ready for that. Uh, 
But overall, uh, yeah, I, I really can't wait to see what the Scorpio has to offer. Um, the exclusives and demoing, um, I really hope that they do this at Best Buy GameStop. It would be good that after, you know, they get some demo units out to those guys and they said, you know, uh, starting Monday, um, your local retailer, uh, like Best Buy or GameStop, will have a Scorpio demo running at 4K. So you guys will be able to see it, try it, get your hands on. Because Nintendo, you know, throughout the summer, they're doing their Nintendo tour where you could play some of their upcoming games, the games that be, that's been released on 2DS, 3DS, and Nintendo Switch. Like, they're doing that tour. And that's very major for a lot of people. You know, that's a very good marketing deal for Nintendo to get the games in a lot of people's hands and stuff. And, you know, get be like, hey, if you're looking for this, we got this on sale. You guys can buy it from us. Or, you know, you could buy it online if you own the system. Or, you know, you could reserve it if it's coming out and you enjoy it. Like, stuff like that. They do, they push a lot of that big stuff during the holiday, uh, during the summer. And Nintendo got a lot of good holiday deals coming out for games. Um, and, you know, with the 2DS also coming. But, you know, the, the, you could read the news about that. Uh, I'll probably talk about that another time. <laughs> We're going to focus more on Microsoft coming back. Um, like I said in the last segment, a lot of the games that's going to be showing is going to be running on Scorpio. So just get ready to see that. Um, probably their indie will. We don't know yet. We'll probably see some games that's actually going to get uh, some release dates for it. Uh, we might see some more of Minecraft running on Scorpio. So uh, we should see more about that. Um, now with the exclusive push on 60 frames per second while third party push 30 frames per second because of Pro. Like I explained that and for the Destiny. Um, I, I gave my reasons for that in that segment. Um, and I, I feel like still to this day that I think Microsoft is going to push the 60 frames per second. I think companies who don't have an exclusive deal with Sony is going to push for 60 frames per second. Um, but we shall see. I think what should happen um, is that if there is a title that's not coming out to Pro or not coming out to Sony PlayStation from a third party, and they're putting it exclusively on Microsoft, and Microsoft's not paying for the paying for this exclusive. Then it should be at sixty frames per second. If because they can't run it on sixty at on Pro, then do for thirty frames per second because you don't want to cause no confusion and stuff, and you don't want to be kind of dishonest stuff. Now it should run better on on uh, Scorpion Scorpio uh, than Pro. That. That's probably going to happen because of uh, Scorpio having more processing power than Pro. Um, but if you got to lock in a frame rate for both systems, so there, there's you know some fairness to it, then go ahead and do that. Now, will Microsoft be worried if Sony will overshadow them at E3? In my opinion, Microsoft doesn't have to worry about anything because Sony at this point in time has has nothing new. To reveal. We all know about Death Stranding. We already know about Final Fantasy 7 Remake. We know about God of War. We know about The Last of Us 2. We know about uh, Days Gone. Uh, we know about um, the Spider-Man game. Uh, we already know about Call of Duty uh, World War 2 exclusive. Like, unless they show something PSVR related, nothing at that company is very... Um, like wow, inspiring. Like they're not going to have anything that's going to shock us 
that's not going to come become to Scorpio. You know, they might have the exclusive showing for it. It might maybe some exclusivity to it, but they're not going to have anything like, wow. Oh, finally, you know, that yeah. Shimu three, hopefully we have some gameplay. Okay. That's fine. Um, they might show the, the uh, uncharted, uh, gang with the two ladies, like that new DLC, the lost legacy. I think that's what it is. Um, they might show more of that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised or I wouldn't suspect them going back into the handheld market. Uh, what would shock me is that they dedicate, you know, more resources and time and games is coming out for PlayStation Vita. Like, there would be a, like a new interest in PlayStation Vita. Um, that would be a surprising thing. But I don't think I don't think Microsoft have enough to worry about. I think what Microsoft have to do is focus on getting a lot of games out for Scorpio. A lot of first party titles need to come out. I don't think they have to worry about third party or indie because that third party support is always going to be there. That indie support is always going to be there. Um, that backwards um, compat- compatibility is always going to be there with some top 360 games. Like all of that stuff is going to be there. Microsoft will probably have probably and would need to dig into some of their old IPs and give them new breath of life. Um, we've seen Phantom Dust recently come out. Um, you know, that's fully playable. That came out free uh, with some free DLC, um, uh, like starter pack. Like, you know, you can see it right there. Now, the release of that system was a little bit confusing. Uh, but eventually they got their stuff together <laughs> and you'll be able to um, just like download the game um, and, and, you know, and play and enjoy it. I haven't started yet. I need to uh, uh, get with my, uh, with one of the hosts of uh, World One Podcast, Larry, uh, get up with him and play the game with him. So, you know, we can have fun. Uh, but I think at this E3, Microsoft don't have to worry about Sony. Yeah, they could do a price drop. That's fine. Um, I don't think a PlayStation 5 is going to be announced because they just did PlayStation 4 Pro and they got PSVR. So they're focusing that, you know, they're on their top spot, but they're going to be working in a way to keep that top spot. And, you know, they don't want to be like, oh, we're going to bring our PlayStation 5 to go against the Pro. Sony is not that smart to do that or that dumb to do that, I I believe. You know, we won't see PlayStation 5 until, I would say, 2022. Uh, so uh, there's uh, something about that we don't need to worry. Um, Microsoft, on the other hand, I think they probably got it unlocked. Um, I'm not going to say they're going to have the best conference or anything, but we shall see what they're going to do. Um, and But if their conference is done right, if Scorpio is like a hit with people, um, if it don't hit the $600 mark, even if it hits the $500 mark, that should be fine. If they, you know, get the demos out for people to see and actually play. Because, you know, even, even they, of course, the Microsoft store is big. Um, but get into the hands of Best Buy, Target, you know, not Walmart or Toys R Us, but uh, like get it out to places you know that uh, adult gamers who want that elite system are going to go to those stores and really play. Like I feel like Best Buy and GameStop would be the best idea to put a demo unit out so people could be like, okay, maybe I will, I'll pre-order this, you know, and get a good idea of it. So uh, that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, I think, you know, with this being the beginning of E3, with them being on Sunday, uh, like I said, 
just like with everybody else i'm going to be watching it i'm going to be taking notes uh i'm probably going to be on twitter <laughs> responding and reacting like i'm i'm going to really start you know kind of be be happy for microsoft because you know they come they came a long way so it's going to be very interesting to see and I, and hopefully just hopefully they got it together so when i come back we're going to be talking the last part of this uh episode fighting for that number one spot when i come back So, for in order to Microsoft to, you know, fight for that number one spot, and they are coming out fighting, um, they got a lot of things right. Uh, and uh, and just uh, going over some things that people would know, um, backwards compatibility, uh, that's a big deal. Um, they just had a big sale on their Xbox One, so that's like super, you know, 75% off a lot of great games. Um, so, uh, people who have an Xbox One, or you know have the slim and hopefully the scorpio like maybe xbox you know summer games um need to return um and that could be a very big setup for microsoft for people to pick up the system um and probably with scorpio holiday sales you know have some good games that's that that's coming out for a good price that might be good for the uh xbox one at uh, scorpio uh with some of the old 360 game and even some of the indie games just be like yeah let's throw that 75 percent sale off again and get that holiday money <laughs> you know th- that might be a very good thing for them to do that will put them over playstation 4 with those digital sales um xbox pass is a good thing it's like their netflix service for games uh so people should check that out if they're interested in that that might be good for them um games with games for gold um getting like four free games per month that you could download like some of them are old some of them like are games that like been past release but if you've been interested interested and want to try, uh, buy them you know this might be a good thing for them you know you could get those games download it to your system and definitely if you're on a budget you know if you got games uh xbox live go that might be a good budget it did for you you know be able to catch up on some of those old games and be able to play those new experiences that uh you just didn't get a chance to play you know be able to have i would i would like to say uh 
kind of free of physical uh, library, I should say. Um, but you got to, of course, keep games for a go. Because if you don't, then you can't play them. Um, Cross-buy is still a good thing. Uh, they definitely, you know, succeeded very well with that. And hopefully they continue to do that. Where if you buy a game digitally on Xbox Live, uh, on your Xbox One, you can also download it on your Windows 10 and vice versa. So that's really good. Uh, if it's available to do that uh, getting the right marketing of the games itself this is very important for Microsoft they need to not only show a trailer at uh, E3 they need to market that game very well throughout the year Nintendo does it beautifully so well that they'll mark they'll show a game off wait a few a few months update everybody by having a nintendo direct and then you know when it gets ready to time to release they'll have another nintendo direct or they'll include it in a nintendo direct and show off to be what they got for this game um still teasing you not giving you everything that you need to know and then giving you a date to release the game so that you could prepare to buy it Microsoft needs to do that because if you look at kind of like Gears and Halo Wars uh, 2 or even Forza or and Record like they showed off Record we didn't see that more of that game until that following E3 and then we got a date and it was released like there's no faith in their games that they're going to be putting out. So they need to market that very well. They need to have some Microsoft Directs or something like that. Uh, so, you know, come up with some cool names. Yeah, take the idea from Nintendo. People will be fine with that. They would love to see Phil Spencer or some of their executives or hire somebody. Like, they would love to see more of that so people can understand what the reason that they need to buy their game. If they do that... You know, that's more for them getting to that number one spot if they're trying to get there. Um, learning and taking the steps from Nintendo, like I said earlier, um, don't try to show up Sony. Focus on the business, games, and the owners of your products. The, and that's what they need to do. Uh, they need to just focus definitely on what uh, what they have to offer for Sony, not for Sony, for Microsoft's own very own platform. Like, you have to show us why we need your system and why we want your games. Like, why is the best experience that of a video game that people should have should be on your product. So, they should focus on that, you know. And I think if they focus very well on that and Scorpio comes out at the right price, uh, the Slim continues to be marketed very well. And people are in the community, are still talking about Xbox and keeping, like, your name in their mouth, like, in discussions and stuff, positively, I should say, then I think Microsoft comeback can be done. I believe they can get close to that number one spot or actually overtaking the number one spot. That would actually pressure Sony. Nintendo is doing their own thing. So whether they get the number one spot again or not, Nintendo has got to a point where everybody wants all the games that come out on that platform. And third party is going to be missing out because a lot of them just be like, well, we're thinking about it or we don't have no plans. We're not, you know, nothing about that. While indie games, a lot of indie games that have came out on the Switch, a lot of people have brought and that's been making them money. A lot of games that's been coming out for Switch, a lot of people have brought and it's making those companies money. So it would be very interesting to see what goes on. 
you know, so that's why I said, as long as Nintendo get out more Switches and it continues to sell, uh, if you check out the latest episode of The No, um, they did where Nintendo, you know, profits has been up. It's been not only good for Nintendo, it's been good for retailers. Like, the products just keep selling out and people are still calling for that system. And so hopefully Nintendo will catch up, flood the stores with Switches and 3DSs and even 2DSs. And by the time it comes to the holiday, that's all going to disappear and where they'll be able to restock. But for Microsoft right now, you know, focus on your business make Scorpio the best it could be have a great E3 showing because that's what I need Microsoft to do in fact I want everybody to have a very great showing I want us to be surprised and stuff um but we shall see we shall all see but that's gonna be the end of the show uh when I come back from this break I'm gonna do some plugs and then I will let you guys know what's going on next for me because it's getting close to June which is going to be the backlog bash blowout so when I come back everybody uh, I just got some plugs for you when I come back. And I am back. So, um, you guys can hear more optional opinion at the anonymous radio network SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. You can also also you can also follow me on Twitter at that retro code. Um Ooh, sorry about that again. And you guys can email the show at myop2comment at yahoo.com. Also, check out the other podcast that I'm on, World 101 Podcast, that I do with Larry Giver and Adrian Nieto. Uh, we just had an episode where we talked to Pierre Schneider from IGN. Uh, so do check uh, out that episode. You can hear us at World 101 Podcast at shoutsengine.com. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Facebook at World 101 Podcast and at World 101 Podcast uh, forum page on facebook um you can follow us on twitter at world one underscore one podcast um and check out some more interviews that we're in episodes that we're going to be having up coming along um you can also read my ghost recon wildlands uh review on world one one podcast and on ngr radio um that's ngr radio uh dot com i'm part of that um the 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 work that I do with Corey and with Matt uh, and Todd Oxtra, uh 
that, that you can read uh, some of my blogs up there for NGR Radio. And also, I do Nintendo Power Block with Corey that you guys can check out on NGR Radio on YouTube and NGRRadio.com, our, our website, and NGR Radio on Facebook. So do check that out. And also, Nintendo Power Block. Nintendo Power Block <laughs> on Facebook. Do guys check that out too. Um, the Deluded Geeks on the Anomalous Radio Network.Podbean.com and find and like us on Facebook. The Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, you can like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at HH Podcast Show and subscribe to them on YouTube also. Simon's Cake Podcast at Simon, uh, Simon Cakes Podcast or Simon's Cake just deal with it <laughs> podcast at stomachcake.wordpress.com where you can hear the podcast which is also on iTunes like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Simon's Cake subscribe to them on YouTube also I'm going to be on a, a, a episode coming up soon so I cannot wait for you guys to hear that me uh, Camille Joe uh, Jorge and uh, or George <laughs> I'll keep saying Jorge or George and Adrian Nieto will be on uh, together having a discussion so do check that out the MC, MVC video game book club come and join us on Facebook and join in the discussion check out our past discussion on YouTube at B-O-J-O-X-Z we did the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild so you can check out that video very very good um Following next after that, <laughs> sorry, I, I was hearing some, some something. Uh, Secret Friends Unite, you can check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U. And subscribe to their YouTube page, Secret Friends Unite. Uh, check out Phoenix Overdrive's content via YouTube at youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive. And subscribe to uh, them via SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Phoenix Overdrive. And find them at iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music by searching for Nerd Overdrive. Join in the discussion via Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Phoenix Overdrive Nation or tweet them tweet at them at fin, uh, phx underscore overdrive at or um, their official tweet po- uh, podcast at nerd underscore overdrive. Uh, follow their extra life efforts. Um, you can check them out at facebook.com slash phoenix overdrive. Um, and the Extra Life team page at extra-life.org slash team slash Phoenix Overdrive 16. And as always, rise above. You can also check them out on twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. Uh, Life of Gaming. You can find them on their website, lifeofgaming.net, where you can check out their podcast there in SoundCloud. Follow them on Twitter at Life of Gaming Pod and subscribe to them on YouTube, Life of Gaming. I got to get all those guys on my show because I guest on their show, uh, which you guys can check out, and I need to have them on my show. It's gonna be a good, uh, good conversation uh, with those guys. Uh, you can, like I said, oh, that's all my stuff. Uh, like I said, you can email the show at my out to comment at yahoo.com and follow me on Twitter at the retro. Um, you can read the optional opinion blogs on ign.com under anime, and you can also find my other series, The Moment at skirmishfrogs.com, S K R M I S H F R O G S.com. Um, I just posted one up because uh, 
Ultra Street Fighter 2 has just been released. So you could uh, read about uh, Street Fighter 2, The World Warriors, um, and my experience with that. Um, my new Optional Opinion blog is ready. It's going to be ready to go next week. Uh, so when you guys hear this, that Sunday, May 28th, you guys will be able to check the intro for it. Um, and it will be released throughout the week. Um, it may be a little bit late on Saturday and Sunday due to the fact that I'll be out of town. But I'm going to, I'm going to try my best to get it uploaded for you guys to read. I'm kind of expanding this one instead of just doing the five days that I normally do. I'm going to expand this one uh, for it. Because there's a lot of thoughts that I got to say about this uh, about this one. So hopefully you guys do read it and do check out that podcast. Um, you can come. Uh, sorry about that. Come see me on Twitch and subscribe at the Lyrical One. Um, watch my Let's Learn series. I am going to be returning back to that, so you guys can check that out. Also, uh, follow me uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter. I'm going to be um, posting some of my gameplay skills from my Xbox One, so you guys could be able to check out some of the games on how I play them and stuff like that. Um, I kind of I may do one for. Uh, Ghost uh, Recon Wildlands, so you guys can try to get like get an idea about it. Uh, you can ch- also check out my amazing friend Adam Twitch channel at Twitch.tv/FallenLittleAngel and see him work out some great games. Uh, just subscribe there and follow him at Twitter at f underscore little underscore angel and subscribe to him on YouTube at Fallen Little Angel. He still got some great content. Hopefully, he will come back. Uh, and last but not least, check out my other talented friend Amanda and check her exceptional beat it video game work at Don't Trip Perler P E R L E R dot Tumblr dot com and purchase some of them at etsy.com slash ca slash shop slash don't trip perler beads you can follow her on twitter at rudoku to learn more r-u-d-d-o-k-u but that's going to do it for the show just guys going to give you guys an update on the music that i've uh used um my intro was new job best prayer um by sounds are colors um fountain dust soundtrack 15 club baroness bar um, blinks the times with music credits. Project got the raising. Uh, Nikosogi Hoshi, whacked original soundtrack. Christmas tree grabbed by the coolies. Uh, sound, original soundtrack. Barroom disco. And the last one I'm doing is N3 uh, theme from Ninety Nine Nights. So thank you guys once again for tuning in this episode. Like I said, I will have a new episode uh, for you guys next week with the optional opinion blogs. So do check that out. Getting ready for my uh, Backlog Bash blowout. And what that is is that I pick four games from four different systems. Uh, so I have my still have my Wii U. I have my Xbox One, PS4, and 3DS. And I pick a game for each of those systems. And I play them for, give them two weeks to play. And with that, I will uh, hopefully by the uh, beginning of August, that episode, I will talk about those games and what I experienced. Um, I, if I don't beat them uh, within that two weeks i just don't beat them within that two weeks i know final fantasy 12 is coming out in july but that's not going to be a part of it so i am choosing my games um if you guys want to have any recommendations for me um you follow me on twitter just put it up be like hey you know Ed, uh here's some games or you know edward varnell if you guys want to follow me on twitter on uh, twitter on facebook e d w a r d v as a victor a r n e l 
N-E-L-L, or Nintendo Power Block or World 1-1. Um, like, if you guys want to post stuff like there for me for games that you think I should play or, you know, if I have that game, I'll be like, I'll put that on the list. And if I get a lot of people recommend that game, then I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to play that game for that system. Um, I still will be doing something for the MVC Video Game Book Club uh, this month. Uh, well, by the time this episode, well, this episode will already be up. Um, but they're having a discussion about... Um, uh, Binding of Isaac uh, at the birth so I didn't play that one I should have but I had to get some reviews and some other games and stuff done um, but they're having a discussion about that so that's very cool um, but yeah but my backlog bash blowout will be starting um, it's not going to be starting the 1st of June it's actually going to be starting the 6th uh, of June uh, because I still got that uh, those blogs and stuff going for that week um, and then I'm going to be out of town for the 4th and 5th so June 6th which is a Tuesday I'm going to be starting that and uh, it should be by August 6th I will be um, I'll be finishing that because uh, I'm probably going to also need some extra days because I'm going to be also out of town sometime in July. Uh, but with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend whenever you hear this podcast. And I will see you next time on Optional Opinion. And with that, everybody, I am out. Peace.